0: Michael falls off a building.
1: Michael doesn't fall off the building. <laughs> Nicholas Cage's character from City of Angels falls off a building to lose his wings. To yeah. lose his wings to become yeah. an a mortal. because apparently that that happens.
0: So he can uh, get with Meg Ryan,
1: and she dies. Yeah. <sighs> can we get a mashup of the two? <laughs> the only reason why this conversation started was because I wanted to see. Nicholas Cage do a Fallen Angel movie. And I forgot he did. <laughs> he, did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he did it, man. Uh, you remember Google Dolls? Yeah. I don't want the world to see me. because I don't think they'd understand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Phil, what stage of uh, lockdown are you <laughs> right now? <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm like curled up on the floor, but I'm dressed. Mm that good i don't know why i got
1: dressed i'm in uh the stage where i'm watching 30 plus year old men open up pokemon cards on youtube <laughs> that they've spent thousands of dollars for and then they uh, get like really psyched when they open up a Ninetales. nice and i'm wondering like what i've done in my life to not be doing the same thing at age 31.
0: <laughs> you think you took a wrong turn somewhere
1: i think it's because i forgot about <laughs> City Angels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Welcome to the Bob Charles Centercast. Presented by the Prince Charles Center. This is your host, Jonathan Bolster, and I am here with, oh my God, we can do it. And it actually makes sense. My bubble boy. Do, 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 do. Bill. How's it it, it going? finally happened. It finally happened. It finally <laughs> actually <laughs> makes sense. And you didn't contradict what I said.
0: No, I'm the resident bubble boy here. <laughs> I've been wanting to, I wanted to do this all through the last lockdown and it only took a second one for you to agree. So yeah, I'm very happy.
1: And I, um, nearly pulled a gone in 60 seconds on you.
0: Did uh, you really? <laughs> you son I of a bitch.
1: Like, <sighs> so then I then I can't do it. We could have fun and talk or I can make you cry at the end. Uh, we'll, we'll yeah, you've it promised.
0: Out. You promised to make me cry. Yeah, and we're gonna find out if that is the case. I can't really make you cry. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have any Pokemon cards. Yeah.
1: Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If you pulled out a uh, first edition base set, you know, <laughs> Pokemon booster pack, and you open it up and you got a Charizard, I probably would cry
0: dude there must be i have my old pokemon card somewhere at like my parents house they might be worth something
1: yeah dude, dude i know maybe. everyone
0: thinks that but
1: if if you kept it in good nick, man those old charizard <laughs> i used to have a first edition good charizard thing. and that's i think why well, i'm kind of crying on the inside a little bit and i i did keep it in good condition
0: then you sold it for drugs
1: i don't even remember what i did i think we i gave it to some once. kid i just i just gave him my So i was like ah fuck these things Cause like you know, when you're a kid and they were like saying, Oh, these are gonna be worth something because they're really expensive already. The Charizards are really expensive. And then yeah. like, you know, you just you just like ha, whatever. You know, 20 <laughs> years from now, that's not gonna matter. And then you just yeah. give them away. And then like 20 years later, there's literally people paying thousands and thousands of dollars for these things. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I wish I could go back in time to just go uh, you know, buy a bunch of those. Boxes that were like way too expensive when I was a kid, and I could never talk my mom into like buying one, even though they're not really that—they weren't really that expensive at the time, you know. No. And, and now they're five grand. Yeah,
0: it's like the fucking people that like they redo their house and they tear down a wall and they fucking find a action comic like number one <laughs> that's somehow been preserved in the fucking wall, and it's like near mint, and they sell it, for, and they're a millionaire, and it's like it's not fair. Yes, yeah, it's not yeah. fair. It's not fair. There's like 15 of those in existence. Why do you find one in your... <laughs> why, in do you one? Why, why do you find one? Why do you get
1: one? Me.
0: Why not why me? Not, why not me? Welcome me, me, to our me. new podcast, <laughs> Why Not Me? <laughs> why am I not rich and famous by now? I've done nothing to earn those. Yeah, things, I've done nothing It should just happen. It. Why should... Why should anything nice ever happen?
1: I'm not even a good person.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't have to be. you know. Look how far being a bad person will get you. President. Topical. I'm yeah, starting, I'm starting strong.
1: Starting strong. Yeah. Starting strong. Gun pot. He's still holding on. A week later. <laughs> he's, done, lost, dude. he's lost like 10 Three more times, times since, yeah. but he's still holding on.
0: Yeah, you can recount it all you want. Done. You gotta
1: say he's got Moxie. He's got Moxie.
0: <laughs> I like him. He's not like everyone else, you know? And that's what I respect about him. <laughs> Ignoring everything else. The amount of people know. who
1: like voted for him or Boris Johnson <laughs> because of that. Oh, he's kind of funny. Oh. Ah. Oh. <sighs> I wrote a new song about seasonal depression. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, please. Um. <clears throat> sorry that was
0: really loud. <laughs> <laughs> your wife gonna come running in <laughs> what what happened
1: destroyed my microphone
0: that's catchy we've
1: gotten all the fun you know getting the jitters out and stuff like you do oh that was the fun stuff podcast episode uh so mm-hmm. let's get into a uh prince Charles cinema update the
0: cnn key race alert uh, the, we got a new dump you know, whatever <laughs> it was
1: We announced this past week, oh my god, did you hear about the new seating plan? Uh, Oh boy. Boy. So yeah, when we are reopening in December at the Prince Charles Cinema, all shows going forward, we'll see a new seating plan. It's like a set number of seats. We're fixing that problem we had last time where people were just booking and going a bit wild, even though we're saying, please help us out. Only leave the two-seat gap that it leaves automatically. They're made up of singles and doubles and... In the downstairs screen, there's a couple of triples. And the seating plan uses every row. So it is a little bit different than the last time. But don't worry. It still maintains an adequate amount of social distance. Uh, this was brought forward, though. Yeah, like after we were seeing all the issues that we were having last time, we had a few people who were, you know, asking us about problems because they, they couldn't get their seats and stuff. We were selling out a lot quicker than we should have.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah, this is hopefully going to fix the problems going forward. Uh, and it should be a win-win because more customers will be able to see their safe, you know, their favorite films in a safe environment but also allows us to sell a few more seats, help keep our staff employed, keep the cinema alive and we should have all those shows back on sale there's a few that have already gone up but most of the December shows should be back on sale sorry if you've been looking and things been off sale but you know we are working on it. We're going to get everything back up soon. Hopefully January will be on sale soon. And we'll mm-hmm. be all groovy. We're also happy to announce, I was mentioning last week, that uh, David Fincher's Mank is going to be coming. That's finally on sale. The Mank. Mank is finally on sale. It's his first film since 2014. It's gone, girl. It's been gone a while. Been a long time. Been playing around on Netflix.
2: Which Mine hasn't is a, <laughs> a
1: Netflix <laughs> film as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's actually based on a screenplay that's written by his father, Jack Fisher. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was he was gonna make it after the game, but uh, it just never came into fruition. And his father passed away in like two thousand three, I think. And mm. so finally, he's getting to make it, which is great. Well, he did make it. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming out very soon. It's coming out.
0: It's done. I've yeah. seen the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it tells a
1: story of Herman J. Mankiewicz who battles with director Orson Welles over screenplay credit for Citizen Kane, and. Of course, we couldn't show Mank without showing Citizen Kane from 35mm at the same time. Because you know how we do. This is what (laughs) kind of business we're in at the Prince Charles. Being totally off the time and relevant. (laughs) On the nose. On the nose. Really on the nose. Uh, And yeah, hopefully everything goes right. We can open from the 3rd of December. Those are on sale. And you can catch both of them multiple times back to back. Through the week, tickets are on sale at PrinceCharlesCinema.com, and also a nice little thing here because we know it's you know it's tough being home alone and not being able to go out to the cinema, and it's hard for people. So we partner up with our pals over at AntiWorlds Releasing to present that new film, Patrick, from Tim Milance, who's known for directing episodes of like Peaky Blinders. This is his debut feature. The film looks wild. I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet, Phil. We emailed out about it yesterday. No, I saw the poster. Yeah, it looks absolutely bonkers. I'm pretty sure Paul, shout out Paul. It's been a while. Shout out Paul. Uh, I'm pretty sure he saw it and uh, he said it's pretty crazy. It's just a really wild film. Uh, it, It follows a man named Patrick who's a handyman at his parents' naturist, a.k.a. nudist campground. So there's a lot of naked oh. people,
0: <laughs> which is pretty, pretty. A lot powerful. of naked. Must look awfully funny, naked. Looks
1: hilarious. <laughs> uh, and his prize hammer is stolen. So Patrick's quest to solve the mystery of, of its death leads to a much deeper mystery: who is he himself, and did he sit on it? And it's just lost somewhere. No, that's not part of it. But he, you know, it's no. it's a lockdown mystery. You know, yeah. you just got to search for yourself during this time. <laughs>
0: It's like a dude with my car, but yeah, with a hammer.
1: Exactly, exactly. That's, that's, that's what how I've I'm heard. pitching it to people. It's anyway. exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> but with a hammer. And <laughs> yeah. everyone can make it. And, uh, you know, this film also features a cameo from Jermaine Clement. Ooh. Ooh. The boy. And it's. <laughs> you're so bad yeah, boy. if you're interested, go to vimeo.com forward slash on demand forward slash Patrick Prince Charles. It'll be streaming from the 20th of November. You can pre-order it now for $4.99. Again, that's vimeo.com forward slash on-demand forward slash Patrick Prince Charles. I'm only saying this because this looks great. I don't have to do this. I get to do whatever I kind of want to do on this podcast, but I think the film looks really fun. And I know you guys might want to have something <laughs> fun to watch. And it's a not a bad price. It's pretty decent price. And you get to... Streaming, I think, for 48 hours. So if you like it, you can watch it again. (laughs) Whatever you're doing to a bunch of people. Again and (laughs) again. Phil. (laughs) Speaking of being alone and self-isolating.
0: Oh, I could know about that. Today
1: we are talking about a film that touches on that subject. Kind of. (laughs) So imagine, if you will... Being born without any immunities. Immunities. (laughs) Immunities. It's spreading. And being forced (laughs) to live your life inside of a bubble. No, not the bubble like you and I are in right now. We may be in right now during this pandemic where we have a select number of household members we can interact with. We can share things with, touch, hug hold caress no we are talking about an actual bubble because if you were exposed to any germs you could die it's like osmosis (laughs) jones but if bill murray didn't have a single white blood cell voiced by chris rock fighting viruses on his behalf imagine that Uh. imagine how lonely that life would be imagine you become a bit of a celebrity because of your unique condition cause the media continued to cover your story for several years. And it's almost like your life is turning into the Truman show. Imagine feeling like a goldfish uh-huh. where, you know, people are just constantly there and <laughs> they're like tapping at your little see through prison. Imagine that is just the life you live. And one day, well before your time, you pass away and years later, some dumb people decide to make a film like the film we are talking about today. What film is it, Phil? Go ahead.
0: <laughs> it's the Bubble Boy.
2: For as long as anyone can remember, men have been willing to risk their lives for a sense of adventure for a taste of fame or to prove their love. Of course, it's hard to show the world what you're made of when you're allergic to just about everything. I'm allergic to diapers, hands, scissors, grass, even my parents. And then I met Chloe. But she's about to marry the wrong man. You know, Mark? Well, the wedding's this Saturday in Niagara Falls. And I have to stop her. So now, I'm gonna go out into the world and win her back. And nothing is gonna stand in my way. This is awesome! It's his first time out in the world. The girl I love is getting married, and I have to stop the wedding. That's so, so beautiful. I, too, once loved another. You did? And with a little help from his new friends, he just might find a way Ah! to make his dreams come true. You didn't get out of that bubble room to play it safe, did you? Yeah. Go for it.
0: boy I didn't expect such a dramatic introduction. That kind of made makes me dislike the movie um, because it's like, oh yeah, this, oh there was like a sort of tragic story that starts with It's like, what if years later? It turned into like a raunchy teen <laughs> comedy,
1: buckle in, buckaroo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's yeah. only
1: just begun. Life is an adventure, don't blow it. Oh, it's a bubble joke. I got it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Jimmy Livingston, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, is a young man who was born without an immune system and <laughs> has lived his life within a plastic bubble in his bedroom. He pines for the sweet caresses of the girl next door, Chloe, Marley Shelton, while being sheltered by a re- very religious and overprotective mother, Susie Kurtz, and passive father, John Carroll Lynch. But when Chloe decides to marry her high school boyfriend, Mark, Dave Sheridan, Jimmy builds a bubble suit and tricks cross-country to stop it. It's the 2001 Comedy Is it a comedy? Is it a teen comedy? Is it a road movie? Yeah That's the beauty
0: It's a road movie That's not What anyone would expect I think of it
1: Is it a trash movie? Uh Uh-huh Yeah From director Blair Hayes Who is uh, Known for (laughs) Bubble Boy. <laughs> okay, I figured. I didn't I do was any like, research. Yeah, He's done some other stuff. I was looking it up and I was just kind of like I don't know any of these films. I don't think anyone else is going to know them. I'm not even going to bother <laughs> writing them down. And <laughs> no Bubble shade. I mean, I'm sorry
0: but Alty no shade. But he peaked. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: peaked with this first film. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Hot takes out the gate, Phil. Like Richard Kelly, bro. <laughs> where <are> we? <laughs> where are we going? Where are we going? What are we doing with this? I don't yeah. know, man. Um, you wanted to. You wanted to talk about it. I so. wanted to do this, so I'm gonna come at it. I'm gonna try and be positive about it.
1: Okay.
0: I think i i have I have a soft spot for this movie. Yeah. Because it was sort of a favorite of mine as a kid. Um. And I don't know why. I don't know why I had it. I don't know why I liked it. And I still kinda like it. I think it's this really fucking weird cartoonish, like trashy movie, so of the time. Yeah. In all the best way. Like In the worst. In and the worst. And, and, the worst. <laughs> and it's got like a a really weird performance from Jake Gyllenhaal, who, and this is the same year as Donnie Darko. Yeah, and I just love that. It's just he, that he already had like so much range at that point, <laughs> and it's just it such a weird blip on his career. Yeah, and I think more people should know about it. Um, I'll, I'll obviously I'll say more, as as we go on.
1: Mm.
0: I don't know. What did you think? About it, had you you you'd seen it before?
1: Yeah, I saw it. I I, I don't think I saw it in cinema, although I could have. I likely could have. I don't remember <laughs> first and only one in line. I, I remember it very clearly. It all started to come back to me as well when I started to see it, and it, it's not like one of those films I only saw once. I definitely saw it a few times. I do remember enjoying it more when I was a young young kid. <laughs> yeah, but as we've been doing on this podcast every so often, we'll go back and we'll view something that I, I haven't seen in probably 15 years or more. And, mm. uh, and then like, I rewatch it and I'm just like, Ooh, boy.
0: Oh, oh boy. <laughs> there was so much I didn't remember yeah. about it. Cause I thought I was like, Oh yeah, I remember. I like, I know this movie quite well. I remember, you know, uh, all the, the weird people he meets, but there's huge chunk of it. I had removed from my memory, like the whole cult and everything.
1: Yeah. See, and- I remembered all that. I started to remember the stuff when I, like, cause you know, I remembered, uh, the character Slim and the I whole like Slim. twist with wildfire being his mom. Oh yeah. Wildfire. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like remembering all these little bits, but I kind of forgot a lot of the small little details, like yeah. just how fucking casually racist it was at times. I and- mean, that's the thing
0: with movies of this era. We had yeah. it when you said "Gone in 60 seconds, cause I still watched that <laughs> for the podcast that we never reviewed it. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing. I was like, wow, that's just casually like really shitty to everyone, to women and like <laughs> yeah. anyone.
1: Yeah. That's what I kind of meant about, uh, I was going to gone in 60 seconds. And- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because- I, like, I don't
0: want to do this. I don't want to yeah, talk about this. There
1: was some, oh man, it's some weird stuff. The uh, cow. there is, <laughs> obviously I, I remember the scene with the cow and all that it's just like i kind of forgot like how heavy that was and <laughs> particularly some of the worst stuff was coming from the mother yeah you know with the like it did- was the ransom note line <laughs> where they were gonna like
0: nobody gonna believe you <laughs> they're gonna want more it's
1: ah oh, very
0: bad. racist it's like I don't know why that joke is even there. It's yeah. so, like you don't need it. Like she, so pointless. Well, I under, yeah, I understand who she is. You don't need to add this extra thing on top of her. Yeah, she's already like kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, and also that really made like it, it, like didn't make a difference that they had a ransom note or not. Like that really added nothing to the story. They didn't even pursue the police at all. Like there was nothing. Like there was nothing there. No, it's
0: just to have that joke. Yeah. There's a lot of moments like that where I'm like, "Why did we blow up a little redneck town? Did you just have too much money? <laughs> yeah, like I don't understand why why are we on a plane like yeah. you know with, yeah. it's i mean it's great like i can't believe, like it's such a weird trip of a movie i mean it's a it's a like you said it's like a road movie, and he gets into- gets into it with all these weird characters, but they mm. they had money to burn I mean, just yeah. look at that suit that's a really well made like prop and yeah. costume. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's really like functional and interesting and funny. And, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why
1: anything in this movie happened the way it did. <laughs> well, too bad there's not enough information about the film out there because it was such a piece of shit that no one cared to write about it. So there's not much info out there. So today we are going to go through this garbage pile film and, uh, I think it's very (laughs) sweet. We'll talk about it as we go along. Uh, But I did find out a little bit of information that's really funny that uh, I wasn't really prepared for, but it makes (laughs) sense now. So let's just get into it. Bumble Boy. Mm. It was inspired by, of course, the 1976 TV movie, The Boy in the Plastic Bumble, which uh, starred John Travolta and also featured. PJ souls <laughs> who both in the same year of 1976 was star together in Carrie,
2: directed by Brian Palma.
0: Here
1: he is again. <laughs> Sorry. That was very bad. I was going out of my fucking way to, uh, That wasn't too far of
0: a stretch. No, that's (laughs) pretty much there. He could have made this movie. We've jumped the shark. There's a lot Uh, of voyeuristic (laughs) stuff in it, especially the first half.
1: Yeah, sorry. Uh, Bubble Boy, though, it was written by screenwriters Cinco Paul (laughs) and Ken Dario. Cinco de Mayo Paul. Literally, I looked him up, and that's the reason why his name is Cinco Paul. Really? Literally because of Cinco de Mayo, which is fucking bonkers. That's funny. Even more wild is that after these two dudes did Bubble Boy, I know they were they were responsible for writing screenplays for massive hit animations such as Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who, Dr. Seuss's The Lorax, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Despicable Me, Despicable Me 2, Oh, my God, <laughs> Despicable Me Three. The Secret Life of Pets. And then they also worked on screenplays for like The Santa Claus 2 and College Road Trip. Those two make sense. The yeah, that don't. makes sense. That makes sense. Like, but Despicable Me, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast before, but I actually think the first one is a pretty solid film. I'm with I've you. not seen the sequels. I like that. I don't movie. really know. No, first one's good. Solid movie. Mm. And I'm very shocked. <laughs>
0: They 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 seem to be the creative uh, leader of the Illumination that make those movies. Yeah, (laughs) like all the they were just really in
1: there with the. They
0: should really put those on the posters, you know, from the producing, (laughs) you know, from the guys that brought you Bubble Boy, Despicable (laughs) Me three.
1: There's a little bit more to what they might have offered to this film. I don't really know. I don't know much about the director, so it's like I don't have much. Well, we're free to guess. But I did find out that uh, Cinco Paul, so he used to be- <laughs> Shout out Cinco Paul. Shout out Cinco Paul. Shout out Cinco Paul. Paul, 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 Paul. Paul.
0: <laughs> Should I change my name to Cinco Phil on Twitter? <laughs>
1: Just Phil, Phil. Cinco Phil. Phil, 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 Phil. 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 He, yeah, he used to be a missionary for, I don't know if he's still a part of the church, but the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So he was a Mormon.
0: Oh, I doubt he's still a Mormon. This seems to make fun of Mormons.
1: And eventually he got into filmmaking, particularly like script writing. He sold a script early on. He met Ken Dario, who was a music video director who directed a few Blink-182 videos.
0: There
2: you go.
1: That'll make sense. That's going to come back. Yeah. When Ken starred in a musical that Paul wrote For the Church of Latter-day Saints, 150-year celebration of the pioneers' arrival to Utah. I think they, they, at least when they wrote this film, were still Mormons. That's funny. That's really interesting. They hit it off having similar sense of humor, and they started writing together. And within a year, they sold their first script. And then a year later, they wrote Bubble Boy. And sold it to Disney! This is a Disney movie! (laughs) What the fuck?
0: (laughs) From the house of mouth comes a boy <coughs> in a bubble,
1: watching Land of the Lost, surrounded by a really problematic <laughs> crew of characters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: each one more problematic than the last.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if they were still Mormons or not, even to like I don't know if they still are to this day. I don't know if they were when they wrote this film, but they met each other. And within a year later, they, they wrote bubble boy and, or within two years of meeting each other, but they met at a Mormon function. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, you know, his
0: mom. is like a Jesus freak overprotective. Yeah. It's like making fun of like that nature of the church with like the bulletproof underwear and stuff. Yeah. ridiculous. he lived in a bubble. He meets the bright and shiny people. And it's like, you're a cult. Yeah, he meet the Hindu guy, and he's like, "Your religion is all lies." It's funny; it's making fun of religion to like yeah. dismiss everything else, like the Church of Latter Day Saints. So that's really weird. I guess they just have a sense of humor about themselves,
1: maybe, or maybe they literally think every other religion, even overbearing, like uh, just standard, like Bible be- Bible beating, like you know, Christians are like false because. <laughs> Joseph Smith is uh, is the greatest prophet. All American prophet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's really odd, but like, I do think it makes a lot of sense. There is a lot of repressed feelings going on in this. Film right when you're watching but, it about the religion, whole,
0: whole movie is about going clear.
1: Yeah, about <laughs> escaping
0: that life. Yeah, and you know, going out on your own and stuff, and not letting. Yeah. I mean, kind of. I'm giving it a lot of credit.
1: <laughs> well, okay, so we're literally. I think it's not. We're it's not just us. I've seen this film pop up a little bit in the media and stuff, uh, based on the, f- the current predicaments that we are all in right now as uh, human beings, being stuck in isolation and stuff, and you know, secluded from <laughs> all, all our friends and family and <laughs> blah blah blah. Yeah, this film obviously is not about. As much as maybe just the fear of Jimmy catching some germs because and dying, you know, he might die, you know, that's on the layer there. But really, this film underneath is so much about like that sort of I don't know, like there's a lot of like virginity. There's a lot of, you know, yeah, if the American pie, if the porky yeah. thing, it's just a teen
0: guy, it's fucking teenager, kid, teenage kid trying to bust a nut. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it ever is. Literally busses his nuts by smashing his <laughs> butter to... with a baseball bat. I pledge allegiance to the United States of America. <laughs> That's funny. See? That's funny. Uh, it's... <laughs> so bad. But it is the perfect quarantine movie that a boy literally in his bubble, unable to interact yeah. with the outside world, even his mom in like a for, you know, cleaning her hands all the time. And they're just. A lot of that fear, everything he does is like steeped in that fear. And I quite I like his sort of set up in the house where he everything can be decontaminated and yeah. stuff. And he got he's like a he's like a hamster in a ball, right? That's the joke or the guinea pig. And he's like got like these like weird tunnels that go through the house. <laughs> yeah. Like what they made he'd been made to do that since he was a kid, like yeah, what just like just run, <laughs> crawl like run around the house like he's a fucking feral animal.
1: I I I just I, all right. I That's how I'm living. It's right hard now. to laugh at it though because like I'll get to it. But anyway, <laughs> as much as I could find out about this film is that it was filmed between you know 2000 and it wrapped in 2001, and it was primarily shot in LA and Las Vegas, and you can see that even when they were supposed to be in New York, it still looked like a fucking desert. <laughs> yeah, cool. We got a cast like I said, Jake Gyllenhaal. We know him. He's uh, Jimmy Livingston. It was Joan Hall's like second or third leading role up to this point. Like yeah. because it depends of when this and Donnie Darko came out because they were both in the same year. <laughs> His first role was in 1999's far superior October Sky. Yeah. Which that's is nice. A solid movie. Yeah. Anyway, he did it at the same time as Donnie Darko, 2001, two thousand one, two career making, career breaking. <laughs> yeah, career defining film roles in the same year. He's from a film family, obviously. His dad is like a TV uh, director. Uh, his sister, Maggie, is uh, obviously just like a really decorated actress in her own right. Mm-hmm. She's great. Uh, his first like real film role was in City Slickers. Yeah, like, his, uh, I like that Crystal's movie. Crystal's son.
0: Yeah, big cowboy.
1: Did you know he could have been one of the Mighty Ducks kids? He could have been like... Oh. He could have been the lead could, of the Mighty Ducks.
0: He could have been... Uh, Fuck what the kid's Joshua name? Jackson. There we go. Yeah, Joshua Jackson. Uh, Charlie, Charlie Conway. He could have like
1: petered out. Petered yeah. out.
0: <laughs> he could have been on a huge like teen soap opera and then disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, his his family was like, oh, we don't want you to do Money Ducks because you'd be like, you'd be leaving home for like two months or something like that, and you know, we don't want you to do that. So he didn't get to do Money Ducks. Missed but- out. He still ended up having like a crazy career. This film did not break. Despite him. not doing my dunk. He yeah, became a star. He did this film. It bombed, but it also no. was weirdly like a part of pop culture. It's that's the thing I don't really remember. Like I I remember this film being sort of a thing that people like in my age group were talking about. It was a lot of the re- the worst jokes, which I'll get to in a bit, like were mm. things that you heard all all the time from kids, and cool. you know, just screaming a lot, and it it felt like it was like a a popular thing, <laughs> but it was actually a bomb. But then at the same time, Donnie Darko, which I discovered probably like a year or two later,
0: yeah, one no worked. one
1: fucking <laughs> knew it, <laughs> like, and it turned out to be like a fucking amazing film. Mm. But also, it turned out that it was a very lucky film because, as I've said on this podcast yeah. numerous times, very vocal Richard Kelly is a hack. <laughs> a and, hack. Uh, watch the director's cut and compare it to the original version. You'll see you know. why.
0: <laughs> so, what you're saying is, Bubble Boy is a cult classic. It, and it's underrated. It, it
1: is, but I don't know if it's underrated. It's, <laughs> <I think> it's <laughs>
0: Normal, I think, inappropriately. Yeah, I had it's never. Just- I don't think I'd ever met someone who had seen it before you. I mean, like, my brother turned me on it, but literally nobody. Yeah. And I'd be like, it's like that movie Bubble Boy. And people are like, what is that? And I was like, oh, never mind. That's a hard one to recommend.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask, like, when you saw it, obviously it's another one from your brother's <laughs> v- yeah, VHS or DVD. And I know, <laughs> and I think
0: I figured out why he knew about that movie. Yeah. Because fucking Stacey Keebler is in this movie. Is she? Yeah, she's one of the mud wrestlers. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> I just mean, to fucking throw that out there.
1: I didn't even notice. That kind of Just makes to have sense. our wrestling reference. Yeah, like, there we throw go. There. She was well, a diva thought, back in the day. And that I thought totally Beetlejuice was going to be our wrestling reference because he appeared oh, on shit. Monday Nitro. Yeah. <laughs> which is where Stacey Keebler came from. Ah, I'm going to whoop that ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh but... Yeah, I, I don't know, man. This this film's fucking wild, dude. Like <laughs> I, I was gonna I I was kinda like wanting to know if like where you saw it and how you saw it. I, that makes sense that it was your brother. I don't know if it was ever a thing here. When I'm looking no. up like information about like how much money it made, it really just says like domestically, which means <laughs> it didn't make anything.
0: It wasn't here. released here. <laughs> I don't even know how I have a DVD copy. Like yeah. I don't even know how that exists in the world. <laughs>
1: Well, the bubble was designed, which you said it was pretty, pretty awesome. It is, I think it's one of the best things about the film, to be honest. Just the bubble suit is it's just cool. It looks it's just cool. funny. It's yeah. Funny. It's
0: like really, pra- like someone had to be like, okay, figure this out. How did he yeah. run around in a bubble? And he was like, okay, this is the most practical version where it's like yeah. attached to his pants and it's like a backpack and <laughs> shit. I love how, like,
1: they, I love how, like, when he takes it off at the end, he's just like in his fucking. Underwear. Yeah. That's a good joke. Yeah. The the bubble though is it was actually apparently designed to be as funny as possible. <laughs> and to like <laughs> cause Jake Gyllenhaal to fall over as much as possible. <laughs> that's funny. He's constantly falling yeah. over in this movie. And apparently he seemed to really enjoy it. And he like was bouncing around in the bubble all the time. He did a lot of his own stunts, like even the mud wrestling scene and stuff. <laughs> Was, well, you can't see apparently there was like a bunch of like stunt guys on set there to take over but he was just enjoying it and I guess he wasn't getting hurt because he's just in this big bubble so it's
0: literally the bubble <laughs> I mean he looks like he's having fun if one yeah. of those it's kind of contagious even though he looks fucking ridiculous in this movie with mm-hmm. the Damn it! Shave those sideburns, Simpsons look thing, <laughs> and the weird like hair that's like gelled to the sides.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And the weird clo- the cowboy pajamas and stuff. Yeah, but, but I the hairdo
1: it. makes like no sense. <laughs>
0: <at> <laughs> I mean, all. This, is, this is what I was saying. Like, because I wa- like I watched it with Dusty, and like I made her watch it, <laughs> and like she hadn't seen it, and it was just like i f- it. If it didn't have all these, like racist jokes in it, yeah, I feel like it would be this weird it's got this weird like John Waters like Timber and 90s vibe it's got this really oversaturated like heightened world it's very cartoonish it's really over the top from the clothes to the color palette to the way it's shot and it's like I feel like anyone else could have done it and it would have people would have sort of liked it more because of that but because it's tied to this like really stupid fucking comedy yeah it's like kind of, it levels out and it becomes this sort of weird movie that's sort of bouncing between the two. I think there's like moments of kind of subversive brilliance in there. I think it's genuinely a really sweet movie. Um, Could he such an innocent character yeah. who's like, yeah, had not yeah. been, exposed to like the horrors of the world and shit <laughs> yeah. like you know he had one beer and he passed it out um but then on the other side it's just all oh, it's just really awful like bad taste jokes and it's just him running from one ridiculous situation into the next
1: yeah i mean i 100 agree with that like that's what i felt when i was watching the film i didn't want to turn it off because i was having a good time while i was watching it but mm. at the same time there was a lot of fucking stuff in there that i was just like this is so cringe you can't fucking do this today like you wouldn't be able to do this today is so of the time the jokes some of the jokes are so fucking bad but then there's a lot of jokes that are actually really funny yeah there's a lot of things that happen in the film that are really funny genuinely that just like and like you said he's it's a sweet story and i think down and i'll get to it towards the end but you know there's a lot there's a lot kind of there this kind of happening but it is mm-hmm. just being marred by this like weird sort of hey it's 2001 mtv generation jackass uh, you know like yeah, that's joe perfect, dirt yeah. blah 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 i mean this film is literally the same movie as joe dirt as well <laughs> <laughs> that's your fifth <sister>, dude <laughs> it's exactly the same movie funny. <laughs> it's like even he like calls up to like you know talk to the girl to say he's on his way to Niagara Falls and the fucking boyfriend you yeah, know, sure, answers think. the phone. And it's just like, you know, just she do like you. this <laughs> is <laughs> <And it laughs> like the exact same thing as kid rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's funny. Like it's bolstered by a really actually decent fucking cast. of people, <laughs> yeah. And it's got lots of cameos. I mean, they're yeah. not cameos, but it's like fucking that Galifianakis. And it's yeah. like nine yeah, yeah. years before anyone would know who he is. <laughs> yeah. And he's really funny in it. It's like yeah. the, but he's one of
1: the best parts of ticket salesman and like
0: <laughs> danny trejo is like one of my favorite characters yeah. in there it. slim he got that's one of my favorite bits where he's like Boboy oh telling him about what happened and he's like oh you cut the vato huh? <laughs> and he's, he's <laughs> like oh i wasn't planning on cutting the vato no yeah. uh but dave sheridan is one of my favorite bits in this movie he's great again he was in everything yeah at that time he was in ghost world he's great at like the redneck trucker with the horrible yeah. sunburn where he's yeah. like y'all, y'all invented homo, <laughs> yeah. um and he was dewey in scary movie yeah he was just a doofy. Ev- doofy sorry yeah um and he was amazing in that and he's really funny and he's such a prick and yeah. he's like he's playing like every like high school like arsehole in every movie he reminded me of the bad guy from california man
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. he
0: had the same spiky hairdo and shit, but he yeah. really cracked me up in this movie. Especially yeah. at the wedding at the end where he's like, you know, you did just come in and crash my wedding. Am I am I the, in the wrong here? Am I the <laughs> <other?"> <laughs> You know? <laughs> it It's helped by all of that. And, yeah. like, there's a little um, Nodiac reunion there with yeah. John Carroll Lynch and his father, who's, yep. a, again, the passive father. is something you see a lot in movies and it's done well in, like, yeah. dramas. Like boogie night and stuff. Yeah. But this is so He literally doesn't have any lines until yeah, the end yeah. of the movie.
1: To be honest, I read, I was reading about that a little bit. And uh, so like his, his parents are Sweezy Kurtz. Who's amazing. <laughs> she committed. It's <She's, laughs> horrible as her characters is mm. in the lines. Some of the lines she had to fucking say, <laughs> yeah, she is so good. Like she is such a good actress. Really mm. good, really fucking good. And then John Carroll Lynch like is amazing as the father, the passive father, who doesn't say much of anything. Apparently he like really fought for certain elements to that character to help build the character a little bit. I think he was going to be a little bit more silent. But <laughs> even more so. <laughs> even more so. But uh like I, I think they wanted him to not say anything, but he's the one who sort of I think added the whole element of them, them in the car and sort of saying that you know line about oh you got so far and i love that know, yeah and then yeah. Uh, he unlocks the door and also just like little things like apparently he fought really hard for the re- a really expensive like hair piece to like just looks <laughs> that the one comb strip of, it. of hair yeah.
0: it's always just flapping in the wind
1: <laughs> yeah so apparently he added a lot and like you said yeah it's a good zodiac reunion for him and jake gyllenhaal Marley Shelton as Chloe is pretty great as well. She was in a lot of teen movies in yeah. the late '90s, early 2000s. She was in like Pleasantville, Never Been Kissed, as one of the like
2: three uh,
1: like Barbie cheerleader types. Sugar mm-hmm. and Spice, which is really <laughs> underrated, <laughs> and Valentine, which is a, a fun like kind of under the radar early 2000s like slasher teen slasher film. Mm. We mentioned Danny Trejo Slim. So, apparently, Danny Trejo, he just really enjoyed playing this role because he didn't have to kill anyone or he didn't have to be killed by anyone. So, he was, like, having a great time.
0: <laughs> you can tell, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love Danny Trejo. That dude's fucking in everything. Yeah. But he's great in everything. He's always believable. <laughs> yeah. He is, like, in this, he, because he's, like, a fucking motorcycle guy and he's, yeah. like, kind of scary. But, again, he's very sweet yeah, and very is, yeah. protective of the bubble boy. <laughs> and I like that element. I like those things in, in this movie. They just what they tickle me in a weird way.
1: I, just, yeah. I don't know. I, he's great. I really enjoy him. He's got the two tattoos on his chest. Like, so he's oh, got, Debbie. He's got yeah. wildfire <laughs> yeah. on his chest. And that's a fake tattoo, but he's got Debbie and Danielle on his chest and they're crossed out. <laughs> are they real? <laughs> those are real tattoos, but they're not actually crossed out in real life. Oh, okay. In real life, they're actually there. They're not crossed out, and they're the names of his wife and his daughter. Oh, so sweet.
0: Good guy, Danny so Uh
1: We also have, which this is interesting because there's a couple of crossovers. Obviously, one of the big things about Bubble Boy uh, is, and I'll get to it a bit, but it is de- derived of something in real life, and <laughs> there's jokes throughout history in the last 20, 30 years where bubble boy kind of becomes a thing in popular culture, you have Seinfeld Mm. with the bubble boy. Yeah. You've got the Simpsons.
0: Oh, and Bart in the the bubble. Yeah. So
1: that kind of like, it's something that kind of comes up a lot. But so obviously when I think about bubble boy, I think about Seinfeld a lot. And it was just weird that there was not one, but two characters (laughs) who were from Seinfeld in this film. Particularly the most popular one is Brian George, who plays Push Pop in the film. Uh, uh, who is the yeah. ice cream and curry man, which is very racist, but okay. Uh, most of the shit about his character is pretty racist. Push Pop, the name. Uh-huh. Uh, but he plays Babu Bhatt in uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's great. Like, I really like him, but... <laughs> Everything he's working with is just like it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. So
0: Do it, do it. I know you're doing it. Come on. I just
1: wanna do push pop. He has a lot of ice cream. I think it's time for a snack time! Snack time. Quarantine.
0: Quarantine. Lockdown. Here we go again. Lockdown
2: 2.0.
1: Remix. <laughs> I like that remix. Do you like the remix? I think it's insane, yeah. Great. Did anyone out there enjoy the remix? I when I made the first remix in Lockdown 1.0, I got someone on Patreon saying something about they didn't like hearing <laughs> <laughs> I did not enjoy that. And uh I didn't have time to get rid of that before lockdown two happens. And uh, because I've still been in lockdown myself, I've been in lockdown for eight months and now I'm in double lockdown 2.0. And uh, you get double trouble. And basically, if you listen to that, you can basically figure out how messed up my brain is right now. So <laughs> there you go. It's a insight into my mind. Phil, what'd you bring for snack time?
0: I was <laughs> very tempted to make some some curry sat- satanic concoction of ice cream and curry. <laughs> I almost did it. Nice. And then I was like, no, cause I don't want to throw up on the podcast. That would um, be, that'd be a new first. It would be. Um, we're breaking ground here. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going with the obvious. I'm going with the hubba bubble bubble gum.
2: Oh, boy. Boy.
0: <laughs> <What? laughs> get this out the packet now. Um, yeah. Is- I
1: think we're going to have to do a simultaneous, pu- uh, snack because I've got a, uh, the same thing uh, I got a chupa Chups. Nice. classic lolly Lollipop, has, Lollipop. it's a double XL got <laughs> only my shirt size and uh I don't remember what flavor this thing is it's got bubble gum inside apparently oh nice oh oh no what oh no it's cola flavored ah. <laughs> I didn't know this was cola flavored. It's like fucking blue. I thought it would be like, I don't know, like blue flavored or purple flavored. <laughs> Whatever the fuck flavor that and it's cola. I hate cola flavored stuff, so it's getting uh, automatic and also I'm not going to be able to see this through cuz it's fucking huge and I got to mm. like talk and uh, can you hear my chewing? Yeah.
0: Yeah, cuz I'm not going <laughs> to do that the whole thing.
1: Did this work? Like, can I like do a podcast like this? Please don't. <laughs> There's no way I can bite into this and get to the bubble gum. Ooh, this is oh, man, it, it really does taste like cola. And that's very, very weird. Um, one. Bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Just get one bubble. One bubble. How, how about hubba baba?
0: I mean, this that's is- good. How about in, in the you know the classic? But this is like it's like That's... a year old, <laughs> extra chewy. <laughs> it's extra chewy, bro, and yeah. I can't blow a bubble, so yeah. I kind of hate them. Um, but I'll try. I'll try live on the podcast, okay, to blow a bubble. Then we just flatten it out. We got chew for a good like few seconds.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> I wish this was a Did video work? podcast. God damn it! You just spit it out of your mouth. <laughs> Did that work? Did that work? <laughs> no,
0: I've 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 tried. I've sat down with Dusty many times and tried, and I can't do it.
1: Zero bubbles. So, I, it get zero <laughs>
0: bubbles. Fuck you, Haber Baba, for embarrassing
1: me. All right, one of my favorite things about this film that I. I really didn't remember, and I'm I it's only particularly for the main person. <laughs> the rest um, of the people I kind of forgot about. This like I remembered the cult. I did not remember the freak show. Uh Bern that's Troyer. led by Vern Troyer. Is it's as Dr. Freak. Enough. Very funny. I think like Vern Troyer like has always been sort of like he was like that legend of a of a character who just sort of was like I don't know, like, because I don't like picking fun at people. Just, it, but I'm, I'm happy for people who are a bit odd to like have a way that they can make money. And I know that's... it's, yeah. it, it's a thing. Like, it's so carny. you know. You yeah, it so, in wrestling the,
0: the quote-unquote freaks and the circus yeah. show, and it's like
1: it's literally. Very carny, yeah, yeah, it's very carny. I, I appreciate Vern Troyer though. Like, I always thought it's he was funny. fun as many me and Austin Powers, and he always like He was having a blast and stuff, and it's tough. I think being like, you know, obviously, like being different. I mean, I feel it at six foot six and just fucking yeah, mental. And uh, <laughs> and like, and Vern Troyer, like, they have a bit yeah. too
0: much fun at Hendrick but yeah. he. It's very funny. He's a good actor. Yeah. He got great timing, great delivery, especially when he's like getting in between the parents. Absolutely. And keep fucking with the husband. Um, I really enjoy him.
1: This is the most he talks. I think I feel like I've ever seen him talk in any film. In a movie. and it's like yeah. he's so good. When he's listening to fucking like the, the he like changes the radio station and he's like, Who let the dog out?"
2: <laughs> it's yeah, more so
1: <laughs> Yeah, more. <laughs> yeah, I love him just sitting there, like, just copping a fill on. on <laughs> and she just treats him like a baby. It's so funny. Like, she just doesn't realize he's like a grown man. <laughs> I like,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just like any, I like people beating the shit out of things. Like, yeah. I like Yoda beating up R2D2. Yeah. And I like, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: you know, it's like 40 Towers when he beats up the car with the branch. And this has got a similar bit where he's beating Bubble Boy with a stick.
2: (laughs) And it's
1: so,
0: like, futile and funny.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, he has his his crew of freaks, which is a ragtag crew of people you've probably seen in a bunch of films. But you got Beetlejuice as Lil Zip, who (laughs) he's he's appeared like in... He was in Scary Movie as well, I believe. And then you've got... You have to hang around, yeah. Yeah, you got Matthew McGorry... Uh, McGrory, who was the human Sasquatch, aka Clark. Clark, uh, Clark, Clark. <laughs> isn't he in Big Fish? He is in Big that, Fish, yeah. That's my
0: connection, yeah. Yeah,
1: which they made him even bigger in Big Fish, <laughs> but he's a very giant man. Mm. And uh, both of these guys were found basically through Howard Stern, like they were both sort of like regular. That's guests of, yeah. on Howard Stern. Uh, you have Jeffrey Arend is Flipper Boy. They just gave him fake hands. They gave him fake hands. He is someone who's appeared in a couple of movies. It's a bit suspect playing either a freak or maybe someone with mental disabilities. Is he like, in, the he's in The Ringer?
0: Yeah, motherfucking hell. Yeah. That's another movie that's bad, but I think it's actually quite good. <laughs> really.
1: Well, The Ringer has that weird thing where it's got a few people who actually have like, there's a person with Down syndrome in it. There's a... Uh, mm. A couple of, uh, there's a couple of the guys that are in it who also appear like in, they appear together in like Curb Your Enthusiasm as well. Mm. Um, but then you've got Jeffrey Arendt in it, who is also from like Super Troopers and stuff. He's been a bunch of like 500 days. 500 days. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he's been in a bunch of things, but he just like appears as like a character who is, he's actually, he's absolutely normal. There's like, he has no problems, but for some reason he, Played a, a lot of disabled characters. It's very weird. I,
0: it's a weird one. It's a weird Is The parrot
1: guy, real? <laughs> I think mean, that's probably. The yeah. So I don't know. could the
0: um conjoined twin.
1: Yeah. Well, and then you've got and the girl that's just that's very the contortionist. Flexible. Yeah. Yeah, and She's they just
0: make her walk on her hand the whole time.
1: <laughs> She's a freak.
0: Mm. Uh, I like yeah. that bit where it's like, "What do we do? We blend," and they just sort of cover their face <laughs> in the car.
1: I do like them as a crew. They're like, it; they are funny. I just don't like, I, I always feel weird when they're just making jokes at people's expenses, but
0: it's exploitation. Man, yeah. It's it hasn't changed much- since the fucking twenties. Yeah. You know, it's
1: very weird. I I don't know. Some people really get a kick out of freaks and I just find it like a shame.
0: Degrading. Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't do that anymore. you could, you don't go to a circus and you yeah. don't see like a bearded woman or anything or like the tattooed man. Yeah. Or the wolf boy. I would be a wolf boy. You'd be a wolf boy. Yeah, I've I've, I've dreamt about you know yeah. running away to the circus many times <laughs> in my life, and uh, I think that's the only skill I could have. Yeah. Or I would like. I think I would do an Andy Kaufman thing where I'd wrestle anyone in the crowd. <laughs>
1: cool. <laughs> These are the things I think about in lockdown, yeah. man. I'd just be the giant freak man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I like I like I said a minute ago though. Like I'm happy for people to find ways to make money and stuff and they're cool with it I just I feel bad for exploitation but also at the same time I'm it's like it's like people like working in the sex industry and stuff it's like if, if you're making money if you're safe and everything's fine and people aren't fucking with you and it's like more power to you man like just like you know it's it's a job but at the same yeah. time it's like it's a shame if it's exploited so
0: yeah
1: like you said we, we've we got Zach G that's cool to see Zach Galifianakis in there <laughs> He's really funny in this. Uh yeah. I love when the mother... take a step back. Yeah. That, that far. Yeah. I yeah. love when the mother's like talking shit about his weight or something. And he's just like, I've lost I've lost two pounds. I'll have you know. <laughs> she's yeah. just like getting in the car and he's just like, and it was a, a further nine pounds in the last month.
0: <laughs> and he's like, it's pretty hot in here, so probably an extra couple pounds
1: I've lost. <laughs> I've got my my ankle weights on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got uh, if the last, the last uh, really funny, weird cameo is uh, Fabio as the bright and shiny cult leader. <laughs> yeah, what
0: the fuck is Fabio doing in this movie? Now let's go to the buffet. <laughs>
1: he's what really funny fuck? in this, actually, to be honest. Like, Julia was when we were watching, she was like, who, Who's that? Like, and I was like, Oh, Fabio, he's just like a weird guy who would appear and like. He'd appear in, like, TV shows and films and stuff, but he was also, like, just one of those guys that might appear on a romantic novel back in the, like, you know, the 90s. Like, he was just a weird model.
0: Is it before hit? <laughs> Didn't he get hit with, like, a bird? <laughs> did he get hit with the bird? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to find it really quick. What, did a bird run into his face? Bird accident. Wait, I got it.
1: Is there video he of get... it?
0: Yeah, he got hit by a goose. <laughs>
1: That's funnier. That's a it's
0: a goose. That's great. He killed a bird with his face. Oh no! In 1999, um, Fabio was struck in the face by a goose during a roller coaster ride. On
2: the <laughs> oh shit! That's
1: Apollo Chariot.
2: Oh dude,
1: um, Bush Gardens. Yeah, Bush Gardens. Williamsburg. In Williamsburg. Yeah. yeah, I've been there. I've ridden that ride. Never gotten hit by a goose though.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, all the knows is like, remember that time he got really fucked up? Wait, I'm going to show you a picture. Whoa! He's think face yeah. bloody bloodied and shit.
1: That's wild. That should be the picture for the episode. <laughs> I don't like. You know, I don't. I'm not. I don't think it's funny that the goose died, but I think it's funny that Fabio got hit in the face while on a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, it's like
0: something that would happen in funny. Yeah,
1: it's it's weird. Like I don't know, just weird freak accidents happen. Like the pitcher Andy Johnson, which is a great name in itself. he uh he he was like a fucking hurler like he threw like almost 100 miles per hour if not over that and he like one day during the middle of a game threw a ball as fast as ball and a bird flew by and hit directly and exploded it was (laughs) insane like, the Dude, probability of that happening is just... Yeah, what are the
0: fucking chances? That's like an act of God. He have meant to hit that yeah,
1: bird. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel bad for the bird because, obviously, it did not survive, but... uh Oh, that, that
0: bird committed suicide, for <laughs> sure.
1: But, yeah, Jesus. Uh, like,
0: I want to go out. I'm sick of, like, grounding for food and shit. What's the most metal way I can go out? <laughs> Being fucking hit with a pitch from Randy Johnson. <laughs> That's the way to go. That's how I'd like to
1: go. Last weird sort of cameo is the uh, scene inside the club. You already threw me one and I didn't even know about that (laughs) Stacey Keebler is in it. That's why I'm here, bro. I didn't know and I felt like I should have been on that but I didn't know. But there is Ping Wu in there as the MC. Yeah. With the uh, probably most popular line in the film that I heard screamed a lot as a child that is possibly one of the most racist lines in the film. I know it's a joke I shouldn't like but I find it really funny. (laughs) Is a little bit better knowing that apparently, apparently, unless <laughs> if this is revisionist his, history, that this was all improvised. That whole Ooh. scene apparently was improvised between Jake Jill and Hall and Pingu. The
2: $500 yeah,
1: What? $500?
2: Really,
1: <laughs> really, really bad. <laughs> Again, but I like it because
0: Jake Jill and Hall like, like turning it up every time he said it and he yeah. freaking out and his eye, but like <laughs> yeah. bugging. Which like, yes, I want five hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, it w- is funnier if it was improvised. That's kind of funny, but yeah, uh, Ping Wu is the second Seinfeld cameo because he oh, yeah. plays Ping, the delivery boy, and <laughs> uh, Seinfeld who gets ran over by Elaine and uh, goes to sue her, which is a funny episode. Um,
0: we should just do that, just yeah. like.
1: Seinfeld Just reference something. the, the yeah. podcast. Yeah. With the go through it
0: episode by episode. <laughs> it's
1: a new thing. Uh, so the church where Jimmy stops the wedding, did you notice the graduate reference there? Yeah, the, mother's the banging? Bouvier, Mr. Bouvier. <laughs> that's the exact same I, church from The Graduate. Apparently. Oh, is it really? Yeah. That's funny. So that's a good, I mean, if you're going to use the exact same church, you may as well. Do the graduate reference? Is it
0: did the same church as in Wayne's World as well? I don't know. Did they use the same church? They might have. I'm not sure because it's the same fucking joke. <laughs> <'Cause> there's <laughs> one movie that done a church. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's okay if you you can do the exact same joke that Wayne's World already did. If you use the exact same church, I'm, okay, cool. I don't make the rules. I'm just uh, making the rules. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm just
0: re- I'm just uh, rewriting my screenplay now. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Let's get into the only thing left to really talk about because I don't have any information. The soundtrack. <laughs> thank you.
0: Thank you. That's the only thing I actually wanted to talk about. Yeah. This soundtrack is my childhood, bro. Do you
1: really like the soundtrack? Because I hate Blink 182. <laughs> so it oh, starts I'm nostalgic off damn it. I you know they Dammit play
0: a lot in this film. Five times. We get Damn It by Blink 182. You yeah. Get Offspring, come out and play.
1: Come out and yeah. plays the best song on the soundtrack. <laughs> Great, you get some,
0: you get some Beach poison in there. Wouldn't yeah. it be nice? Yep. You get my favorite song, and it's the most cheesy song, uh, It's the, uh, the King of Yesterday by Jude. Oh God! Yeah. It played like multiple times, and it played yeah. when he's like walking through the desert, staring up at the moon. But I remember really liking that tune another kid, and it just, it, again, it just made me reminisce. Like, yeah. Cause my, the, the kind of shit I listened to it. it so different now. I don't <laughs> yeah. it, like my yeah my musical taste of have like chewed that stuff up and spat it out again. Yeah. Like I've completely gone past it, but it's nice to go back and reminisce. That's what it does for me. But yeah he hated the
1: soundtrack. <laughs> well, you also get "Who Let the Dogs Out" by Baha Men, of course, uh, which is a staple mentioned. of
0: any great naive yeah. two thousand comedy.
1: And then a, a song that it seems like a lot of people like from this film is uh, "Blue Flannels Having a Bad Day." Oh, Having yeah. a bad day. Get out of my way. <laughs>
0: Having a bad day. That quarantine. <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah,
1: the, I don't hate the soundtrack. It's very of the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Blink One Eighty Two though. So it's kind of. But a, John, thing. I guess
0: this is growing up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the film was released in August of 2001, and it made about bucks? Five, $5 million, five dollars. Five million dollars in the US on a $13 million budget.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say that's way too little. This movie so, looks expensive for yeah. such a cheap movie.
1: It was a big, big flop. Uh, critics Belly did flop. not like the film at all. And uh, audiences were kind of the same a bit mixed, a bit of a mixed bag. It currently sits at 31% by Rotten Tomatoes, and the site's consensus states that Bubble Boy bounces along with lame, offensive jokes that are more tasteless than funny. Uh, Frank Sweetek <laughs> of One Guy's Opinion said, it's an empty-headed, chaotic, utterly tasteless atrocity.
0: <laughs> oh my God, relax.
1: <laughs> but the thing is, the film did... Seem to anger the families of children who actually suffer from immunodeficiency <laughs> diseases.
2: So yeah,
0: you forget that's a real thing. Because at the yeah. end, it's like he he was fine all along. Yeah, which it's very tasteless. By the way, very tasteless. And he should have been way more angry with his mother. Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> I mean, I I get where they come from, and maybe it's because she's battered him with religion his whole entire life that he's like so forgiving. Um, it, yeah. So I started the discussion of the film basically saying like imagine yourself being in a bubble you know well film bubble boy it's a bit silly. It's got some extremely dated humor. Mm -hmm. Like I said I thought that we would find there's a little bit of value to it you know in this this (laughs) weird world that we're living in you know because I think it is important like right now with what we're dealing with and you know to look after people who are in isolation and to be thankful that this is likely very temporary for us mm-hmm. and that we can still get out and do things we're not like even though it's locked down we can still go to the shop we can still go outside and get some exercise and fresh air and yeah so bubble boy was inspired by the boy in the plastic bubble which that in itself was inspired by In sort of Bubble Boy, I guess would be as well. The real (laughs) life stories of Ted DeVita, but particularly David Vedder. And I kind of feel like Bubble Boy, it made its jokes, and Seinfeld made his jokes about Bubble Boy and the Simpsons and all that, but you don't really care about the real story anymore. The actual Bubble Boy, David Vedder.
0: You're gonna make me cry. Yeah,
1: it's time to cry. (laughs) Fuck it up. Okay, so David Better was born in 1971. He had a disease called severe combined immunodeficiency. It's a rare genetic disorder where basically he has no immunity to fight diseases in his body or germs and all that. So basically, like in this film, the way Jimmy was, he was forced to live in a specially constructed cocoon from birth and he only spent... 20 seconds exposed to the actual world when he was born before being isolated and this is because david's parents actually had a son 16 months prior to david that died in infancy of what is called skid and learned that if they had another male child that he would have a 50 50 chance of whether or not he would too be inflicted with the disease as it only affects boys so it's sort of like a 50-50 if you're going to have a boy as well, but also 50-50 if that boy would have the disease. So David's parents also had an older daughter who wasn't affected by the disease because of her gender, and they hoped that maybe she might be able to cure David because the way to cure this would be through a bone marrow transplant. But it turns out that she wasn't an exact match. So David spent his life in the bubble. He was living at the hospital from like... Earth, basically and he was in this special sort of cocoon bubble sort of thing um that they built for him and stuff and then by age four doctors were able to fit like a larger bubble into david's home and i think a lot of it was designed by nasa and stuff and, like these uh mm-hmm. things that they would keep these kids in that way he could live with his parents you know and he could spend time with his sister but like in bubble boy david like he had like rubber gloves that he could use to touch things Outside And vice versa, there was rubber gloves. Like, those could go inside to touch him or to touch things inside the bubble. But that's the only way, really, that he could ever have any sort of contact with people. And, like, in Bubble Boy, they had to sterilize anything that went into the bubble. But unlike the film, you know, because in the film, he has this special chamber that you put it in and immediately sort of sterilizes and then he can take stuff. But in real life, I mean, the things that went into his bubble had to be placed in a chamber that was filled with ethylene oxide gas for four hours at 60 degrees Celsius. And then it had to be aerated from anywhere from one to seven days. So basically it was pretty wild, but he did at least have stuff in his bubble. Uh, The bubble David lived in, was kept inflated by like air compressors um, that were very, very loud. So much like this crackling that I'm hearing right now made communication with the boy very difficult. So there's actually some video of him talking and stuff that you can find and him talking you know, to his mom and stuff. And like, it's just very loud, like this sort of like sound like while he's just trying to talk and stuff. So by the time he was six, NASA actually created a little miniature spacesuit for him, which was pretty sweet. Like he got to go outside for the first time and he was a bit resistant to it at first. But then eventually he would put it on and there's video come out and, you know, just out in the suit and stuff and being able to play with his sister, like play catch and stuff. And But he only used the suit like six or seven times and eventually he did a, a outgrow it. So he never was really able to leave again and then. They, he did manage to get out some though inside of like a special like uh, transport chamber that they had for him if they if he needed to go like to the hospital or something like to that. the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. But he got to go see a screening at a cinema for *Return of the Jedi*. So he was a big Star Wars Aww. fan, which was pretty cool. Uh, by the time David was 12, though, doctors had like been able to provide a bone marrow tr- transplant without an exact match, so they did use his sister's bone marrow at the time and his body didn't reject the transplant, but after a few months while still living in the bubble, they kept him in the bubble doing this. Uh he came down with infectious mononucleosis and he was pulled out of the bubble for the first time and taken to the hospital and he would uh, you know, he was able to be out and he was I think joking around a lot, but he was just really ill and he eventually died on February the twenty second, nineteen eighty four and it was discovered that he had Burkitt's lymphoma and his autopsy revealed that his sister's bone marrow contained traces of Epstein-Barr virus and it's a virus that most people have and usually it's just living kind of inside of you undetected and uh dormant and it wasn't detected in the pre-transplant screening so as tragic as that story is about David's life and his eventual death and even the unfortunate like depictions of bubble boy and, and entertainment has helped to increase, you know, it's it's helped to increase awareness for the disease, at least. And David's case would spur on early detection for Skid, with doctors now able to like treat newborns and even fetuses with bone marrow transplants uh, and leading these children to have relatively normal lives now, which is great. Like there's kids who are like adults now who because of what David went through and what they discovered after he passed away that they were able to you know protect further children from not having to deal with this which is great and it also helped doctors realize that cancer can actually be developed and caused by a virus because they didn't know that before that the Epstein-Barr virus helped spur on cancer inside of David so it helped them learn more about the disease so like you know bubble boy it's become like a bit of a cult comedy over the years and it might not be the best through current eyes and it might have some merit dealing with the world that we're living in with the secluded being secluded from loved ones and just start like you know wanting normalcy and we don't have it but at least we can literally see our lives through a bubble boy right now and we can walk in their shoes in the most minor way possible and we could just think about how lucky we are that this is temporary and that for others out there it may not be as fortunate as you and I and you know like and i'm not talking about just bubble boys i'm just talking about anyone who's living in fucking isolation right now and it's even worse mm-hmm. for people who have illnesses and stuff who could who've been locked down and stuff and scared about getting this fucking virus that we have that we just have to like look out for them and think about them and at least just be aware of it and just wear a fucking mask <laughs> just be <laughs> fucking smart when you go out there yeah and we can get through this and maybe a fucking vaccine will be developed and maybe just maybe people can have a little bit of a normal life soon. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be like the worst thing in the world. Like your rights are fine. You can wear a mask. (laughs) You're not stuck in a fucking actual bubble. So just think of that.
0: Fuck. That's real. Sorry. That's real. No, it's great. It's beautiful. it's a real speech. No, that's a crazy sad story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the I didn't realize Nam case wasn't able to help so many other people. Yeah. Afterwards. And you're right. You're right. Yeah. It just makes you appreciate the little we may have right now, but it it's temporary yeah. and it's only it's very little we're asking people to do yeah you know it's wash your hands keep your distance and wear a mark it's not hard nobody likes it I mean I've gotten used to it i but like it's it's the least you could do Absolutely. to help help out your neighbor you know everyone it connect. it affects everyone that's the whole point Um. I don't know that I mean you tied it to the movie quite well I didn't think you were able to do that so well done yeah well, now I feel like oh we that that was why see that was why that was, I wanted to talk about it yeah. John that was my <laughs> of my idea the whole that was your time idea the
1: whole time yeah
0: I got it I'm beautiful
1: I don't really know where to go from here final thoughts? final thoughts <laughs> this film is uh, it's it's okay it's got some funny moments if I never saw it again uh, whatever if I saw it again whatever
0: <laughs> I want to quote uh, Dusty here when she watched it. She said, um, I didn't hate watching it, but I never want to watch it again, <laughs> which I think it's very fair.
1: Yeah. I think Like
0: it's got enough funny moments to like enjoy the ride, but then afterwards you're like, oh, goddamn!" damn. Yeah. Um, but I will, I'm a little nostalgic for it. So that's why I'm leaning
1: Yeah,
0: a little bit towards, um, I like it. I think it's fucking horribly, horrible and weird and funny and sweet and yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal in a bubble. Yeah.
1: I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal is great. How can you
0: say no to those puppy eyes? He's great. And we—he needed to crawl or to roll or to fall down at the bubble boy yeah. for one day to stand up at the bubble man mm-hmm. in Spider-Man. Absolutely, <laughs> he Mysterio. So you could not get one without the other.
1: Weird. I just got like a Instagram notification that Steve Caballero liked a comment I made. Oh no. Nah. <gasps> On Instagram, oh. which is amazing. Uh, which really kind of just threw me a bit. Basically, that it was nice. Jack Black. It was a video of uh, Jack Black skateboarding with like all of them. And they were playing music and stuff. And Jack Black was pushing Mongo. And I was like, oh, look <laughs> at my man pushing Mongo. Love to see it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's uh, funny. Anyway, uh, Jake Hall doesn't really talk about this film much because it's a weird one. And I kind of get it. And he seems to distance himself from it and just comedies in general. And it's kind of a shame because Jake Gyllenhaal actually is really funny. He doesn't really do really funny, comedies, but he does drama and he is funny in dramas. So I don't know. I still haven't seen him as Mysterio and Spider-Man. I've like, uh, He's I've great. not seen it yet. So I need to watch that. It's one of my bucket list, uh, Marvel films. Yeah. Watch before you die. <laughs> Yeah, making a weird face. <laughs> yeah. Let's close this out mm. on a little bit of user
2: feedback. Hey,
1: hey, hey! User feedback. feedback segment.
0: I was afraid of this segment.
1: Yeah. Well, just.
0: I don't like where this is going. quickly. But...
1: Last week we were talking about our Patreon thing, kind of laughing, having a little laugh about Patreon. <laughs> a giggle. And yeah. uh, of course, our pal Claire. So glad to strike fear in the heart of the PCC podcast with another My Little Pony threat. Now to bide my time and actually request something worse. So <gasps> I don't know where she's going with this, but we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I'm up just whatever. Just just get it over with. Come on, death blow, go for it. Um, but then <laughs> yeah, we have Paul Lee throwing fucking oil into the fire, saying, "Okay." I'm up for hearing you guys endure My Little Pony. And I'm just just like Lee. I thought we were cool. I we were cool, man. You have to be cool, man. What happened? How uh, Malcolm. We can always rely on Malcolm. He says, I have a Can You Review card to play, but I'm trying to think of one that will actually be enjoyed. Which, At that's le- my man. Least that's nice. That's my man. <laughs> that's my man. He, he's looking out for us.
0: I don't like where this is going.
1: I kind of forgot he has one to play. So go for it, Malcolm. Give us something good.
0: I regret everything.
1: Uh, Lastly, I'll, I'll, uh, close this out on uh, a review from Apple podcasts. We got a new review. It was kind of made me laugh. So it says, keep it real with Jonathan and Phil. (laughs) (laughs) A five-star review by the pepperoni prince. And he says, always sharp, fun, and insightful. Come for the film chat, and end up falling in love with the dynamic. Oh, it's Aww, dynamic duo. It's a joy to spot the weekly diploma reference. <laughs> That's true. We made it, <laughs> and we did not disappoint. We did not disappoint this week. So there you have it. If you want to be like really the sweet. pepperoni prince, I appreciate it. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review, leave us a actual review. Review. It helps out Thank the you, podcast. P-P. It really does, because uh, mm. I've seen just by a review and a couple of uh, five stars that we've gotten that our podcast has been performing better on Apple podcasts. I like us to perform better. It makes me feel better, Uh, (laughs) but yeah, whatever Uh, we were talking about. Patreon, go over to patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. You can support us. We're going to give you some bonus episodes, $5 a month. You get two bonus episodes per month. We've got some fun stuff over there already that you can get access to immediately by joining and then also we got some fun stuff coming up very soon. I've got a really good fun film that's gonna be our next episode and then we also have fast six. So yeah, if you like the podcast head over there or you can just reach out to us, be a part of user feedback the PCC podcast on Twitter or Instagram pop us a message tweet whatever or hit us up at podcast and Cinema.com via email. as <laughs> always, where can they find you Phil? I'm at Faraway FNAD on Twitter
0: and in real life. Um Dog that done me dog on the on the gram. <laughs> um yeah,
1: um just hanging out. He's literally I got, I got devolved back into the ball, the ladies and gentlemen. So. Yeah. I've got it. Good luck. I got nothing. I got
0: nothing. Got nothing. Um got nothing going on, reading, writing, trying to Oh, just try to keep, you know. <laughs> I can't believe it's happening yeah. again. Do you have a PS5 um, yet? Fuck no, <laughs> I made of money. Um, no, I'll give it a couple of years. Yeah, I uh, the four. No, yet. I'm happy. I'm happy with the four. Yeah, I'm. F- I'm good with that. Um, that's it. I'm listening to a lot of Beach Boys, Because nice. I'm reading Brian Wilson's book nice. at the moment, which is really good. So that's what I'm. Uh, filling my time with. Sounds good. And it, it's nice. and it makes me happy. That's good. On that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm happy for you. How about you? Where can we find... You can find me? At tall. The number four. All on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow my band on Facebook. I'm not really doing anything anymore. So I don't know why <laughs> you would ever want to follow me. Except for just... You want to. Making good. bad jokes at times and... uh taking depressing photos and cutting my facial hair. Uh,
0: <laughs> good music and bad jokes. Yeah, good music and bad need. jokes.
1: There you go. Uh, and yeah, I'm not doing anything. I don't know, man. I'm going through the uh, seasonal depression right now. The depression blues. Uh, I need the theme song,
0: yeah. by the way, I forgot to mention. What's that? Seasonal depression. I need a theme song. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's definitely going to keep happening. Don't give me
1: something to do. It's
0: dark. Yeah. It's three o'clock and it's fucking dark yeah. out by my window.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's depressing times. And uh, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I can't help it. And I uh, just think that uh, if there more movies were like Bubble Boy. And if I found <laughs> that there was like really sad stories behind them, that, that I like the world would be even more depressing. I've just bummed myself out. And uh, <laughs> a microphone keeps buzzing and stuff. And I don't know why it's doing it. And, uh, you know, president trump lost the election and i thought things would be better but he just won't give up let's make a worse.